If you don't mind, I'd like for you to stand right now for the reading of God's Word in Acts chapter 3, verses 17 through 21. I'm in a series called The Outpouring of God, and uh, we're going to look at some things today, but uh, here's something very significant I wanted to start with. This is Acts 3, 17 through 21. I'm reading out of the NIV version, so if you just read out loud with me. Now, my fellow Israelites, I know that you acted in ignorance as you did your leaders, but this is how God fulfilled what he foretold through all the prophets, saying that this his Messiah would suffer. Repent there, repent then and turn to God that your sins may be wiped out, that, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. And verse 20 says this, that he may send the Messiah who's appointed for you, even Jesus, and heaven must receive him until the times for God to restore everything that he's promised long ago through his holy prophets. You can be seated. Thank you. We're going to expand that even more. We're, to, of course, today and in, in this series as well as in the, in the previous messages, we're looking at what God's prophetic timeline is concerning what's happening. Because I really sense that this war situation in Israel is something significant to look at. I think it's a prelude to the, actually, to the end times, of course, but also it's a prelude to the outpouring of the Spirit of God. And I believe we're in a season where this is happening. And I just, as you take these verses of Scripture, if they could do me a favor and please put that verses of Scripture back up on the screen here. Uh, I just want to show you some things there in these verses of Scripture. There's three phrases in there talking about times or seasons. There's times of repentance, there's times of refreshing, and then there's times of... um, uh, restoration. Uh, I don't know if you can put all at the same time, but notice what it says in verse in verse number 18. Verse 18. It says, this is how God fulfilled what he foretold through all the prophets saying the Messiah would suffer. Verse 19. It says, repent, notice that, and turn to God that your sins may be wiped out and times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. In one version, says the presence of the Lord. Notice what it says here. It talks about times of repentance. It talks about times of rest, uh, refreshing, and it talks about times of restoration. What's that mean, Pastor Brian? Well, in times of, of repentance, if you'll look at Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 2 in the NIV, this is a really captures it really well in my opinion. It really means the releasing of anything that's in your life that would hinder your relationship with the Lord. I think it's so important that if there's anything in your life that would hinder your walk with God, now is the perfect time to set that aside, to put aside anything that would block, if you allow me to say that, a a quality relationship with the Lord. And it says right here in Hebrews 12, won't you read it with me out loud? Therefore, since we are surrounded by such great clouds, of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Watch this in verse 2. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, I like this, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. It says of faith, but I like what the New King James says, of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Notice that about the Lord Jesus there. He is the perfecter of our faith. And what does that mean, Pastor Brian? That means he wants to. he's in the business of perfecting you. But you've got to do what verse 1 says, laying aside, throwing aside every weight and every sin. That doesn't mean necessarily just the, you know, if you're in a horrible situation and doing things you shouldn't do, but it's those those things of aggravation, those things of aggravation or agitation, if you'll allow me to say that. Because to me, ladies and gentlemen, every day is a gift from God. That's why they call it the present. 
You'll get that later. (laughs) Every day is a gift from God, and the present is a gift. And you need to live it to the utmost. Never never relinquish the fact that, you know, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I'm going to spend quality time with Him, because spending quality time with God every day is the greatest and the wisest thing you could ever do. I know we're busy. I know things are going on. I realize distractions. I realize this, that, and other things are happening. But ladies and gentlemen, when when you repent and and say, I'm going to have times of repentance, which means times of separation, never letting anything be more important than the Lord in your life, I promise you that's the smartest way to live. I mean, you know, again, it's not just setting aside of things that, you know, are necessarily gross sins, as they would say, but it's also setting aside one of the things that I have purposed in, in this separation of this new year that we're in at the time this year is actually not just fasting certain things or, or, or looking at a fast in that way, even though I am doing that at this time, but also it's my time. I'm looking at my time and guarding my time and also making the time and refusing to have distractions at certain times of the day when I want to spend it with the Lord. And uh, that, that to me is where I am. And that's important because hearing from God and walking with him and knowing him makes me the best person I can be. And that means not only as a husband, a father, a family member, a friend, but as a pastor, my time with God empowers me and equips me to do that. And it's the same with your life. And so I would encourage you, I realize there's all kinds of things going on, all kinds of distractions of your time, and all kinds of things can happen with technology that instantaneously you can be contacted. However, setting aside that daily time of setting aside anything in your life that would be a hindrance to your relationship with the Lord is the greatest thing you could do. And I need a good amen there. Amen, Pastor Brian. The next one, of course, is times of refreshing. Notice what it says in Acts 2, 17 through 18. Acts 2, 17 through 18, it says, it shall come to pass in the last days, and that's where we are, says God, that I will pour out. Everybody say pour out. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. That's everybody. It says, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Notice verse 18. And it says, on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. Go back to verse 17. Notice what it says here. Again, it says, it will come to pass in the last days that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And I believe God is doing that. I mean, to the point of turning as a young 60 years old recently that I'm beginning to dream more dreams. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I really am. I am dreaming more for for whatever reason. I'm not quite sure of that because I consider myself extremely young at just turning 60. But notice what it says here, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. God is doing that, ladies and gentlemen. This is a significant time that we are in. It is a special time, and I want you to know that you need to really press into your relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to help you as far as a pastor in this church, for not only you to receive the person and the power of the Holy Spirit, but purpose to know His voice, to walk with Him, and let Him minister to you and minister through you. Because I believe there's a resetting, there is a refocusing, there's the seeking of a refreshing with the presence of God that is happening right now. The world is getting crazier, but the outpouring of God is getting greater. I mean, the world is getting out of control, is it not? We're seeing some weird, strange things happening, ladies and gentlemen, but I want you to know the presence of God is being poured out. There's unusual things are happening, and in this time of repentance, in this time of refreshing, the Spirit of God is moving on people and showing pathways that we never seen before, things that are happening in unique ways that I've never seen before. 
I mean, really special things, things that I thought that, you know, wouldn't come to pass for years are now beginning to arrange themselves. And it's, it's an exciting time to live in. And I believe a lot of that has to do with the significance of what happened on October the 7th. I believe this war situation, as I said previously, opened the door to some things happening in the realm of the Spirit. And again, I'm not here to say that I'm a prophetic voice or anything like that necessarily. I'm just an observer. I'm observing some things. I'm in meetings next week with key people and the instrumentation of what's happening in Israel and some other things. I'm, I'm, I'm putting my ears out there. I'm putting my eyes out there. I'm watching what's seen, not just here in Burleson, not just what's here in Johnson County and Texas, but in the earth, because I believe our Father God is the absolute most awesome commander-in-chief that we could ever have, and he is strategically doing something very strategic, and I'm excited about it. You know, there are three phrases I'm talking about. There's times of repentance, times of refreshing, and there's times of restoration. Look at Matthew 24, 14. What I mean by this, when it comes to restoration, this is a this is a, a quote that Jesus said in Matthew chapter twenty four. We read last time, and again, I'm not here to reiterate all of that. I could, but I, I think we need to focus on this one verse. I see this being fulfilled. Jesus said, "The gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and the end will come." I believe something significant is happening in that area. I, I believe that ministries, churches, groups organizations are preaching the gospel like I have never seen before. And we are partnering with them strategically. And it's like a military movement, if you'll allow me to say that. And I'm a student of military history. My dad was a student of military history. I'm a student of military history. I just love to watch it. And I believe God is strategically doing that in these end days. And I believe it's starting with nations that, again, have the gospel preached to them, but having it preached in an even greater capacity. I believe you're going to see a time coming up very soon where ministries will reach every single country in the fullness of all the language dialects. And that's going to happen within this year in certain ministries and certain uh, outreaches that I am even a part of. I'm telling you what, it's an exciting thing that's happening in the earth. And over the next couple of months, you're going to see some speakers come into our church that are, are here for a purpose to give us international news, international updates right from the country or the place where they are ministering. It's exciting. But hey, look what it says in 2 Timothy 3, 1 verses, uh, 2 Timothy 3 verses 1 through 5. Now, at the same time that God is pouring out his spirit, Satan, of course, is, is doing his last day's things. And, uh, and again, he's defeated, but he's still going to do his last day's things. And Timothy said this, or Paul said this to Timothy. He said, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be difficult times. Verse 2, it says, for people will love, now just to think about this when you see the world out there, and I'm talking about us, I'm talking about the world system. For people will love only themselves and their money, they will be boastful, proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to parents, and ungrateful, they will consider nothing sacred, they will be unloving, unforgiving, they will slander others and have no self-control, they will be cruel and hate what is good. And verse 4 says, they will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. And verse 5 says, they will act religious, and they will, re they will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from these type of people. I'm telling you what, those are some harsh things as far as God's word, as far as description, but does, not, not, does that not sound familiar to you and I today? People loving themselves more than we've ever seen before. I mean, really, think about it. Go back to those verses, please, of verse 2, if you don't mind, verses 2 and 3. 
Notice what it says, for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. Does that sound familiar in our society? Does it seem like it's getting worse? Well, guess what? It is a part of the end days, but Satan is pouring out his spirit. I've got good news. God is pouring out his spirit. And I mean, yes, people are actually demonstrating these things, but I want you to know God is demonstrating even greater things, that people can be miserable like that. Everybody say miserable. And they are miserable, and the misery is on the rise because money will never make you happy. It'll make you feel good, but it will not make you happy. And then you're losing self-control. And when you lose self-control, you are really in a miserable place. I'm telling you what, nothing can replace the presence, the person, and the power of God in your life. Money can't do it. None of the things of the world, only a relationship with God. And I'm telling you what, that's coming to the forefront. And that's exciting news because God loves people. He wants to be involved in people's lives. And he's restoring the very desire from Genesis that he had from the very beginning that people would be in relationship with him. Of course, Satan's going to fight it. He's going to do everything he can to distract people away from God but God's doing everything he can to bring people to him. As we looked at last week, the prophetic uh, uh, fulfillment concerning the nation of Israel, uh, Ezekiel 37, uh, 29 and 27 through 29. Look at this. I read this last week and I just want you to know, and please, I believe this again from an observation point that there are three main things happening in Israel in that nation right now. Number one, Jews are coming back to their homeland which is what we're about to see here. Number two, of course, the hatred of the Jewish community is at an all-time high. You say, well, Pastor Brian, wasn't it bad during World War II? It was bad then, but it's worse now. It really is. I mean, 1,400 people have been killed in this latest, latest war since the 7th of October. And some of the deaths that people were killed by is just as worse as the gas chambers of what happened in Germany. I mean, people were burned alive in their cars. I mean, there were some horrible things that happened that Hamas did. And you know, the United States of America and some other entities are wanting to call for a ceasefire. And I tell you what, I had my George Patton moment. I'm like, hey, I take my third army as George Patton. I start from the top and come all the way down and take everything that God promised Israel and destroy. I mean, you would not want me as commander in chief. Because I would have three words on my heart, kill, 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 till the land it goes, goes back to God. And you say, Pastor Brian, you're not a really nice person. <laughs> no, but God says the land belongs to them. And this is what he promised. He said, when I have brought them back from the nations and have gathered them from countries of their enemies, I will provide, I will, I will be proved holy through them in the sight of many nations. Verse 28. Look at this. Then they will know that I am the Lord their God. For though I sent them into exile among the nations, I will gather them to their own land, not leaving any behind. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you what, the assimilation of Jews coming back into Israel is amazing. But we as a church family are doing some things about it. This past month of December, our giving supported the Israeli army, not necessarily with things and items that they need militarily, but helping them individually. We did some things with a particular platoon and helping them actually on the front lines. I was so excited about that. Got to see pictures of that. Also, this this particular month, we're helping with the disbursement of over 500,000 people that actually have been dispersed and scattered through this war situation that are Jews. We're helping through Kenneth Copeland Ministries who gave $1 million in the last two weeks towards this. And 
is raising $7 million to this campaign to help restore the right at 1,500 people that had been killed and the people that had been dispersed and to helping this situation by working with, believe it or not, the Orthodox Jewish community. I think it is the strangest thing <laughs> that the Orthodox, you know, let me just say it like this. There's Jews then there's those that are Orthodox, and then there's the ultra-Orthodox people in Israel. Well, this partnership that's happening right now with the ultra-Orthodox Jews is amazing because they're responding to Christians like they never had before. Usually, they were the top ones to shun us and distance themselves from us, and now we're seeing this embracing. And Kenneth Copeland Ministries is leading the way. Some others are leading the way. And it's an exciting time of restoration. As Jews are moving back into the land, as things are happening over there, we're, we're a part of that. I mean, Mr. Friedman, the former ambassador for Israel, is going to be at Kenneth Copeland, or Eagle Mountain Church, excuse me, Kenneth Copeland Ministries in February. This is the first time he's ever spoken in a church. And I'm looking forward to being a part of that. And some meetings that I'm having next week, I'm excited about how God is assimilating these things. And yes, there is the nations that are going to come against Israel that are being assimilated, but the people of God, the body of Christ is rising up in power. And thank God that people are doing something financially. You know, $7 million is, is good money. We look to the NFL, we look to Walmart, we look to Amazon to have wealth. But you know what? The church of the Lord Jesus Christ, they ought to be able to do things significantly. Should we not? Shouldn't we be able to pay for things and do things and reach things? You say, well, Pastor Brown, you know, my $100, that's great. I thank God for $100. I thank God for $1,000. But we should be thinking millions of dollars. Radically speaking, I want to see the churches of the Lord Jesus Christ do more than they ever have before. And it's not about you. It's about all the Christians out there that name the Lord, that come to church every once every six months and give $10 a year and think that they're doing something. They're not doing anything for the Lord. Can you live off $10? <laughs> no, you can't live off $10. Let me say this, though. It's not about money. It's about a passion to see this gospel preached. And I want to see it happening. And I believe something special is happening with what's happening over in Israel right now. And what will happen in the United States of America? Well, Pastor Brian, you brought up the cow in the room. What will happen in the United States of America? Well, let's just look at it. Second Chronicles 7.14. Check this out. God has not forgotten about America. But look at this verse of Scripture. Now, remember, this was spoken to Solomon. And hear me. Hear my heart well. I believe God founded this nation, he created Israel, but he founded America for his purpose. And that's what I'm so passionate about, that America has a part in these end days. We all have a part in these end days. Something strategic has, is, is supposed to be of America. And this is what it says that we're supposed to do. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, that means what? Just set yourself in a place of, of, of seeking God. Pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways or turn from anything that would hinder your relationship with the Lord. Then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. It says, if my people will do this. And ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I just long to see us begin to stand for what's right like we never had before, to do what's right like we never had before, and to be in a position to do things like we've never done them before. 
And I think that we're at a time strategically where that's going to happen. I'm excited about how God is arranging things in the, in the nation right now, politically and, and spiritually and financially. And pastors and, and pastors that I'm working with, they're to a place where they're no longer just wanting to be religious and go through rules. Now, there are, there are plenty of ministers and all that that are playing games, but there are men now that are truly seeking God, desiring to want to see God do great things, encouraging people to go beyond themselves, to truly go after God's best, to believe God for their lives, even though they may have lost something, that God is in the business of restoring things. Maybe a person went through a relationship and absolutely, you know, it could have destroyed them. But if they will seek God, God will restore that relationship. Maybe it is a lost child. Maybe it is a lost situation in that area. But God is in the business of restoring things as we humble ourselves before him. He'll make it right. He'll make it better. He wants to position you for a divine reason that we were specifically born here to do great and heroic things. I love what Ronald Reagan said in his inaugural address. It just moves me to this day. I I quote it often. He says, we have every right to dream heroic dreams. And that comes by the hand of God, not by the hand of man. That doesn't mean being a famous football player or a famous person musically or a famous actor. No, that means a famous person in the kingdom of God. I would rather be recognized by Almighty God than the kingdoms of this world. Because when you're recognized by Him and you are identified with Him, that's all you need to be identified with. Let me just say this, as important as the Dallas Cowboys playing today is, a hundred years from now, that will be worthless in the, in the eyes of the kingdom of God. Whoever wins the Super Bowl this year, as great as that is, what a great accomplishment. It is a great accomplishment. But at the same time, what does it mean to the heaven archives of the kingdom of God? Nothing. Does it? It really doesn't. But what you and I do, the prayers that we pray, the things that we do, the giving that we give, and, the, and, the, and pastors like myself that are not going through routine and just doing business as usual. And what a lot of pastors I know get into maintenance mode. I mean, you got to give me credit. I took this series and I talked about end time events. I've never done that before in 20 years. That I was walking in areas and tippy-toeing in areas that are not familiar with me, uncomfortable with me. But I did it. And I did it because I am strongly convicted by a divine purpose that God is assimilating an army. He's assimilating people. He's strategically doing You say, is Jesus coming back this year? I don't know, but I'm not looking for a hole in the ground in the future to bury me and my family in. I'm looking for a hole in the sky. I'm looking for the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. I go to cemeteries now and visit my family members as I did in the, in the last past month just because of Christmas and et cetera. And I, I kept saying this as I walked through the cemeteries looking at the different graves and all that. I said, just can you imagine the day when Jesus comes back and it says every person that's born again will come out of those graves? And I mean, meet us in the air. Wow, Steven Spielberg doesn't have anything on us. Can you imagine that moment? I mean, isn't that going to be awesome? You know, and Jesus coming back on a white horse? I've never ridden a horse, but anyway, I'll try it. <laughs> I really want a tank to drive personally. That's what I want. <laughs> I want a World War II tank with a George Patton outfit. That's what I'd like to drive. But anyway, maybe I, I can have that. But seriously, 
<laughs> My point with all that is things are being strategically placed and that whispering in your ear as we transition into 24 is not your flesh. It's not just a good idea. It is the Spirit of God saying, hey, I need five minutes with you. Hey, can, can you cut that off and come over here? Hey, could you do this for me? Could you help me with this? You say, Pastor Brian, God doesn't need help. Yes, he does. He wants to use you in these days. You're his hands, his feet, his voice. If God, again, could have done it, he'd have already done it by now, and he would have done it. But the point is, he wants to use you and I. You're here for a strategic reason. You're not marking time. You're, you're here for a divine purpose, ladies and gentlemen. And when you find that purpose, and when you lock into that purpose, and you refuse anything that would distract you from that purpose, and set aside that, I promise you, in that repenting and removing comes times of refreshing. When was the last time you felt the presence of God in your life? Maybe in here in worship. Jonathan, our worship team, does a great job to create that. But you know, in your own house, your own bedroom, maybe a private place, you alone, you could take your Bible, read some scripture, and pour your, pour your heart out before God. And I promise you, in two to three to five minutes, he'll come visit you. And he'll talk to you. And if you'll take your phone out, and you'll set it over side and say, you know what? I'll be back to you later. I'm just going to take five minutes here or 10 minutes or 15 minutes, and I'm going to write down some things he's speaking to my heart. I'm going to pray for these people. I'm going to trust God. I know what I just went through was hard and terrible, and I feel defeated, but I'm going to give it to you, Father. I'm just going to give this situation to you. And I just want to thank you for this time of separation, this time of refreshing. But I want to thank you for this time of restoration, that you're going to make this situation better than it was. I, I, I'm going to trust you. I'm not going to just try to figure it out myself. I'm going to look to you. I'm going to, I'm going to seek you in this situation. Maybe I didn't get that promotion, which I felt like I should have. Maybe I didn't get that financial breakthrough that I wish I had. But you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do what's right before you. And I, I just know that you're going to turn this situation around. You're doing something in the earth right now. I know Satan is too, but greater is the outpouring of God than greater than the enemy's works. I guarantee it. I just want you to rest in that, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I know it seems like everything's coming at us. You could have discouraging news tomorrow, but I promise you, I promise you, God is faithful. God will turn it around and God will restore it. Tomorrow will be two years since my precious dad passed away. And you say, how can that be a restoring moment? Well, as my life goes on, as I look at my own life, as a, I am the matriarch of my family now on the Jacob side, and I tell you what, I've I've accepted that responsibility. Even my Aunt Margaret the other day said, you're it, you're the one. And I thought, well, that's great. But you know what? I want to see God do great things in my family. And he is on that side of my family because I believe in him for that. Things that I thought were impossible are aligning themselves up. And only God can be the witness to that. And I want that for you.